welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. <laughs> All right, welcome guys. Um, we're here for Eagle Nation via Zoom because of COVID in WA, so uh, might be a shorter program. We're briefly going to talk about who let the dogs out, um, and then we'll go on to the waffle wrap, and if we've got time, we'll quickly talk about the West Coast playing Sydney and Geelong. Yes, you heard me right, West Coast versus Sydney and Geelong, um, and that could be an extended today, but... Boys, let's get straight into the uh, Bulldogs game against Eagles last week. Um, where do we start, mate? Um, I don't think the boys turned up to the ground. What are you, What are your thoughts? It was um, a fifty-three, a fifty-five point win. That's the biggest loss at home for Simo in WA. Oh well, you summed it up there. It was almost like they didn't turn up, and you know, not to beat around the bush, any Eagles supporter realizes this. Sometimes we're just we're not there. Our best is the best in the comp. But then sometimes it's like they don't rock up. They're not mentally prepared um, because it's not a physical thing because they're there. Um, and we just have these insipid performances. And that was one. When your best player is Nick Natanui, but yet not one midfielder can get more disposals than Nick Nat. And he's not a big disposal getter, Nick Nat. His talents lie other areas, which we've touched on. That's not good enough. When people around his feet can't get more of the ball than Nick Nat, that's, that's a telling. And to me, not one midfield midfielder fired. I just can't name one that I thought had a good game. Well, what are your thoughts, Dave? Because you, I you thought we looked delayed, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ended up watching. I've watched the whole lot since, but I've. Um, I, I thought we looked old, to be honest. We looked old and slow compared to the Bulldogs. They looked young and fast, uh, and even their seasoned players looked fast. Um, and Bonson Pally, I, I mean, he was. How that I, I saw a I saw a thing in the paper. I know in one of the sites today on um, uh, all Australian team as it is, and he's not even in it. I can't work that out how he's not in it because he's he's one of the Brownlow favourites. Um, yeah, so I, but I, and I but I, I, I what you guys say in our midfield was just absolutely terrible. And when you see about our top six um ratings players were all defenders naturally because the ball was down there and not one midfielder in there, I think uh that shows where we got smashed. Yeah, well, look, you just said the defense, I'm looking at the KPIs, and that's how you measure your team. And West Coast they won the kicks. They won the marks. They killed them in marks, so which was surprising because I thought we were beaten in the air. And we won um, the hitouts, and everything else was the Bulldogs' way. And I think it was uh, I'm trying to find the um, inside fifties. Where was it? It's uh, something like sixty-three to thirty something. So double the number of inside fifties. Um, that just showed you where the ball was played in their forward half. Yeah. yeah. Hundred percent, like, and that's the problem. Like, you could talk about Darling's form has been a bit down re- recently, but the ball didn't go there. Mm. <laughs> you touched on the inside fifties. No forward could fire because the ball was never there. Um, the because the mids weren't putting that pressure on the backs were under so much pressure that, to be honest, I felt we made the dogs look good. We were that bad. We made another team look good because that wasn't a blowout game until the last quarter because they're not a great kicking side. And they just handled mm. the weather better. They were going long, they were running, and they were going long. Really? It was all about territory to them. Get it in, go long, 
run, try get as much space. When we did the flick hand passes, the kick around mark game, which I'm a massive fan of, I said that, but in wet weather, you can't play that game style. It does not work. And we just didn't adjust. Um, and, yeah, I just think even though we were in that game, it never really felt like we were in that game because we were – playing good, and as I said, we were making them look better. So I'm not surprised in the very last quarter it did blow out a little bit, but it did well, take to that to happen. Well, you know, I'll let you have it speak in a sec, Wayne. Um, the last quarter, we were 22 points down, and that was the time to stand up, and then they just kicked four goals in, in uh, I think they had four goals in 14 touches of football, and that to me just showed you that we just could kill it everywhere. And Nick Natanui must have been Going, what the hell's going on? I tap it low, they're in close, they get the ball. I hit it with a fist and clear it, and they get the ball and they run on. Our players just weren't accountable. And Wayne, I know you're going to talk about this guy, but one guy, he's going to survive this week because Liam Ryan's suspended, but he was mm. the most uncountable guy on the ground. I watched a game twice, and I saw it twice in the last quarter where he actually shook his head and gave up. And you know who I'm talking about. Exactly. And, and you guys know how I've felt about Cripps for the last 18 months. Since he signed his contract, he's just not been the same player. And you, if you watch closely, yeah, he does a lot of pressure at chasing, but he's chasing players who uh, who he should should be really in front of and, and get the ball off. Look, he's had a couple of good games, but disappointing. And I, your big thing there was what you got, you said, and big one for me is being an ex-defender, is the accountability in our defence of our defensive side of the game is terrible. And it's probably one of, I don't know where we're ranked in the competition, but we must be ranked in. Yeah, there you go, in the bottom. It is, it is absolutely abysmal. Defence wins your game. So I don't care what anyone says. It's in all sports. You know, any of the top coaches will tell you a good defence will win anything and they'll curtail and you can beat any good offence. And we are just lacking so much accountability. I hate today's game because of this this zone crap. There's no man on man. The day a coach goes back to doing a bit of man on man, they'll be successful. It's not to me. It's not so much man on man. It's just running with your players and being accountable. Dan, a question for you. Oh, um, we, you know, most of us said Nick Natanui was probably the best on the ground for the Eagles. Um, and in some of the polls I've seen, including ours, Brass was second, Oscar Allen got third. But I think people, Shannon Hearn, he made two critical errors early on, but he ended up with 26 possessions, eight marks, 653 metres gained. That is the second most of any player this season. How do you find his game? Um... Well, there's a lot to unpack there. I, I like Hearn's game, but even he was struggling wherever. He said going long, he was holding too long. There was a couple of smothers. I can't recall the last time I saw Hearn get smothered. But yeah, there was I. a couple of them. But to be honest, I'm a massive fan of Barras. I think I've said on this podcast yeah. that he is there apparent to Gov. His game style is like, exactly like Gov's. It's just he has to go more lockdown. But to me, the two best plays was Bont and Arkin Norton. And oh, Brass yeah. was on Norton. He was on Norton. So I, and it touches on what Wayne said. Defenders need to defend. And I'm very much where I don't mind not like zoning in that, but you still need to be accountable for your player. You don't have to be neck and neck, but you cannot give them time and space. And hmm. what did he kick? He kicked three, two, but he also passed two goals off. So he could have had another shot. So he had four, you cannot four let goals him forward. There. Four goals, did he? Yeah, he got three in the last quarter. He passed a couple, two off. Yeah. And 
And there was a time where, like, Cole gave a free kick away for chopping his arms, but it's not Cole's direct opponent. <laughs> There's no way structurally you'd put Cole on their biggest power forward. Nah. So mm. where's Barats? Like, he's obviously been lost in no man's zone, and Cole's had to sweep in. Um, so for me, I just found Nick Nat, he's just in beast mode. Like, he's having such a good year. And because we're not going as good, he's flying under the radar. He's having a better year this year than I think he did last. His disposals are up above his career averages. You know what I mean? Yeah. His centre clearances are still skyrocketing. He's taking more marks. Coming this season, didn't he average less than a mark a game? He's now marking, like, over a mark a game now. And he's marking um, in the right spots. But the fact mm. on our poll that Allen got the three votes shows the massive drop-up after. Allen was great with the limited opportunities he had. Yeah. But he wasn't seen very often because, as you touched on, they over-doubled our forward inside 50 count um, and not having a midfield there. Um, and it's funny because we spoke so much about rust, and this showed rust equals bust. That's it. I was <laughs> like, about to bring, really, yeah, it, to bring it, that it up. Does. Um, I'm not... I'm not actually worried. Like I've said this season, I, I don't think we can win the premiership. I called that early because, what well, is it, round 15 and we've just fielded our best side. Um, we talked about playing him in the waffle just to give Shui that one game. But it just showed that Sly, it'll take a couple games for them to come up. And I don't think that midfield will be like that again. I've never seen our midfield, all our midfields get, you usually get one that fires. Well, um, So I'm not worried as in like, we're not going to win another game or anything like that. Um, and it's kind of similar to what I said at the beginning of this podcast. We And it's very frustrating as a supporter that we throw these up every year. We throw these games up where we just – we've already had one this year against the Cats. Right. You know what I mean? To, I was about to say um, this is very similar yeah, to but the we Cats. Do, we, we do it, was it? Uh, what was it, 2019, we did it against the Hawks where we got smashed by the Hawks. There was another game and it was um, and it was a one out of the box because we destroyed them in the finals, I think. But there was a game where we did it against Essendon. might have been 20 – it might be 2019 as well. But we just have this odd game where – and it is mental because the players are there and we're just not there. Um, and I, I want to ask you boys, do you think – and you don't want to hear this, but do you think everything's cherry, we've got these – Plays back, you know, all the plays are mentally high, you know, on, on a high. Um, then they're driving to the game and so, oh, no crowds. And then all the word is about hubbing in Victoria. Do you think that they just couldn't get that off their mind? Because Surrey was flat. The boys were flat. There's no yeah. excuse for that. They've gone out. And do you think they're thinking, we might hub? There's no crowds. We might be going in lockdown. And I wonder if their mind was more on that in the future than it was on the actual game. Yeah, well, look, if that is a case, and they've got to get out of that because these guys are professional athletes and they always say any place, any time, and it probably was. They were flat from the word go. The, the You know, the first quarter, they, they could have been 10 goals in the first quarter. Um, the fact is you said it's mental, and it is mental because they'll come out against Sydney this week and it'll be a totally different side. Um, That's what I'm You said Rust Eagles bust and bringing four players in, um, yep, they are big name players. And when you back the names up, you, any coach will probably do it. But it was probably worked against us because Shuey played 60% game time, Kelly played 75, Yo only played 84, and uh, who was our Shep? And Shep had a shocker. He's having a shocking season. 
Hey, he's up. I actually didn't mind Chip's games. No, I, I, I thought Chip were the only three that came in that played okay. But don't you um, – do you think it had to happen? As far as I'm concerned, it had to happen. Once oh, well. they're injury-free, they have to come in. Yeah, they have so to come in. There's no, no reason – yeah. So I do feel that they were rusty and it will take a couple of games, but I'm not for, like, dribbling them in because if they're fit and ready to go, you put them in yeah, you, and get those games on their bait as soon as you can, you know? All right, before we get into the waffle um, – I know this, and I'm going to go forward with this. Every time we have a milestone game, I think in the last three years, we have lost. Yeah, I feel <laughs> I don't think, I don't think there's been one. If we're, if I, listeners out there, if you can find that out for us, do some homework and prove us wrong, but I'm pretty sure every time we have a major milestone, we've lost the game. Um, look, let's talk about a bit of, that's enough about the Bulldogs game. I think everyone's seen it. We don't want to rehash it because it's, one of those games where, you know, it was there to win, separate us between us and Sydney. Now we're playing Sydney, so we'll talk about it in a second. The Eagles Waffle had their second win in a row, which was good. But now, because of COVID, they don't get to keep the momentum going. And if the borders close, who knows? They might not have a game the following week. But they were pretty impressive against East Fremantle, 15-9-99 to six goals, 12-48. And... Um, Langdon, three goals and 20 disposals. And Hutchings, 25 disposals, one goal. They were the two best on ground. And I wouldn't be surprised if both of them are bought in for this game against Sydney. How did you see the game? Watch most of it? Uh, uh, well, very even spread of players. I think O'Neill was plus 20 in a goal as well. I think they had a good spread in there. But it's just so great seeing the depth players. Another one was Brandon had another great game. Uh, Williams, I think outplayed Vardy slightly. Um, so that's another great sign, another youth player. But I'll tell you what, and this is a little bit of a vet with this. I actually tried to sign up with the West so I can live stream the waffle. The West charges more to live stream the waffle than KO charges for a monthly subscription. You get KO for the month for like 26, 25 bucks. The West wants $28 for four weeks. <laughs> I could not believe that when I seen it. If the what the waffle they say is in dire straits and things like this, you know. So it's been like that for a few years. But they don't do themselves any favours. Why would you sign a deal charging that much? You think you're cheaper so everyone can live stream it. Jump on the internet market, you know. Yeah, People but... live stream a lot of things now. They don't They don't go or watch it on network TVs. Like but if you're... Netflix, you want to watch a movie. You don't buy the DVD anymore. You're on a streaming service. So if you can live stream something, why would you charge such a ridiculous price to do it? You think you want to get the games out there to hook the young kids, say, oh, these are my favourite waffle plays. Well, there's great players out there, if, not even for the Eagles. Like, you know, we all talk about Bolton all the time. You know, there's Bo Kersarese from Mount, so many good players that no one sees and doesn't get exposure because they're charging ridiculous prices to watch a game now. Yeah, but that's only if you've got the video. If you get the paper... Every week, if you get the paper, if you get a sub digital subscription for the paper, it's actually half the price. So, yeah, I but that's, it it's still more expensive than KO because I looked at it and yeah. it's still like it's they, do all the, they do all the private school games, they do the Colts as well. And, and like you said, it is, is expensive. And I think it's more for people that are scouts and stuff like that because I don't think you'd have to be a big, have a lot of time to get money. For yeah, the money's worth on the on that um, West Australian subscription to me, but hey, that's why it's good to see when the Eagles um, 
live stream it for themselves off their website. Did you see the game, Wayne? No, I only looked at the stats. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very opposite to you guys. So I think they, uh, I think they brought too many one. I thought they brought too many players back in in one hit. And I don't give a damn how good they are or what they are. The week before, we had young guns running around that ground that made a difference, that helped us win against Richmond. And we lost that momentum. And you're playing seven, what, six guys at 60 and 70% game time. You're losing out a lot there to me. And that, that's just my view. But I'm, I'm old school. So uh, I just think we, we lost a bit of momentum. We took some young, young players out that were really hungry. You look at the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are a young team and they are so damn hungry. The young players are in there. They're hungry as hell. And yeah, look, I, I just say, we look too old. I can see your side of the point there, but my thing to there was Luke Edwards had hardly touched the ball for the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's not having a go at him, but, um, and Luke, for, I thought Luke Foley was pretty harsh to be left out, to be honest. Um, mm. But look, yeah, but see, it's one of those things where it was Edwards was out for Gov, so, yeah, you accept that. Uh, Shep came in for Foley, so you would accept that. But then who was there? Uh, Nelson went out, whose form's been a little bit up and down, and then it was really Langdon. So He's the one that he's the one I thought. Youth is there, it, 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 it's, it, it might have uh, rocked the apple cart a little bit, then moving Sheed far forward or, you know, like that, shuffling around. But I, do, I feel like the players dropped weren't like engine room midfielders where we lost the game, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so that's the only thing I really counteract with that. Um, See, so yeah, I was just – it's just hard to explain that game really because, as I said, I really think it was above the shoulders. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get in, we'll get into some of these waffle players that play good. And then we'll go straight into Sydney game. Um, I did have it here. Yeah, Wiverton, he had 25 disposals. As you said, O'Neill, 23 and one goal. Brand had 21. Jones had 21. Foley had 20. Now, playing against Sydney, we're going to have Liam Ryan. He's out suspended. Are uh, you guys good with that one, one week? Yeah, yeah he yeah, like it's a bump, hit him in the head. That's, and that's yeah, not like Liam. He usually, tuck, he usually gets in low and... He's pretty good. So that was a bit unfortunate. Um, but he's going to be out. So that means Cripps will keep his spot, unfortunately, I think. Anyway, that's my, that's my personal point. I'd be bringing in Hutchings and Foley into this game, just for me. Um, I thought... Who's the two you will drop? So one's right. Well, Liam's right. Liam Ryan's one. And I'd have to say... I'd have to say Waterman. I just think our balance, our team balance, where we, if it, if it is at ground, we're just not getting down to the ground. And, um, but then saying that, I thought Nelson would have been better playing against the Bulldogs because he could lock down on a Bond and Pally. So does he come come in? And that's why it's. I'd hate to be a selector at the West Coast because you've got young talent that's knocking on the door, but you've got to back in your stars. So I think if this Sydney game is, if Petrocelli doesn't do nothing, he's going to have to get dropped. You know, I know he got a goal and he set up one, but just didn't do enough for me. There's Smalls last week against the Dogs were the ones that should have excelled with their pace and used it, and they never do. 
And against Sydney at Cattery, they've Sydney have beaten the Cats four times down there out of the last five. So they love the ground. We don't like the ground. Are we are we gonna stand a chance? I know it's not against the cats, so take that out of it. What, what, what are you thinking? Do you think we're going to get close? Do you think we're going to win or what? I think we're going to chat. Look, Carlton, Carlton made the decision to play us at the SCG thinking, well, that's a bogey ground for them. But we weren't playing Sydney there. We're playing Carlton. And the same here. We're not playing Geelong. We're playing Sydney. Now, I know Sydney got, hasn't got a too bad a record there, but you would like to think that the game time the players got last week, like Kelly, Shuey, even uh, Yo, uh, McGovern, Shepherd, you'd like to think they're going to improve this week, and that well, you would like to think that their pride will help them improve this week. Because if, if their pride doesn't help them this week, um, we will not be any in the top eight. I mean, I said during the year, I said start of the year, we're not a top four team. Um, I just didn't think we never had been, but the way we're going at the moment, we're fighting for the seventh, eighth positions, and if we don't bounce back this week. We won't be. We'll be fighting for ninth and tenth. What are your views, Dan? Oh, mate, I think we're going to bounce right back. Uh, you see it. We've I love talked the on the podcast, but we, we're usually it's always we're there. usually <laughs> no, nah, but we're usually on the receiving end of it when a team has a bad performance. They usually come out firing in the next week. And do you think Shui will have two bad games? Euro will have two bad games. Kelly would have two bad games. I guarantee one of these midfielders will fire. I have never, ever in my life seen a game where not one midfielder fire. You've, I've seen games where the midfield been down, but there's always that one that's just digging in deep. So I reckon we will. Because even Redden and Sheeds pushed on the outs of it. Like, one of them could fire, you know what I mean? Um, I just can't see the same players having another bad game two weeks in a row. I think it hurt as a supporter. Imagine what it felt like for the players. I reckon they're hurting, and I reckon they'll come out firing against Swans. So I'm, I'm, I'm reckon tipping us for the win, to be honest. Yeah, well, I'm probably going to agree. I just can't see us playing two bad games. And I remember when we, we played the Cats and we got beaten by, what, 93 or 95 points, what it was, and we come out and we smashed Fremantle. So to me, I'm hoping, that, yeah, right. I'm hoping it's a repeat. Um, so... It would be good, but then it's then it'll be the hot and cold Eagles. Are they hot one week, cold the next week? Um, but if we can win away, it's one that we need because we got North Melbourne. Mm. Who knows where we're playing them? We could end up playing them in Tasmania. Who knows? That's a, that's a home, is that a home game? It's a home game for us, but if the yeah. borders are up and we have to stay there, um, who knows what's going to happen? I guess by the time people start listening to this podcast. Uh, the fixtures are all being chucked around now. Fremantle uh, lobbied for Tasmania. They got knocked back, so they're playing at the Cattery as well. Um, both Adelaide teams are in Victoria. So there could be a mini hub, who knows? Uh, but, you know, then you got the worst-case scenario. If there's a COVID case in Victoria, the, the game's going to get caught off. So They've yes. had a COVID case today. What, Victoria? Victoria. Well, yeah. who knows what's going to happen. Um, Thank you, Gladys, mate. We'd all come from New South Wales doing a bang-up job. Let's oh, not get political, yes. but bloody that thanks is for that. Um, <laughs> all right. But so the thing is, have... he's, very strict, he's very strict, McGowan, but this lockdown could actually help the AFL right now yeah. because it's it's working. He's trying to get ahead of it. Um, we've only had two more cases like during the lockdown, but 
not widespread and not on the same day. So come Friday, we might be out of lockdown. We're playing that away game. Then during the following week, the borders might be open. Like if I was there, it was free. I'd be jumping as soon as it's we, that game's played. And if borders are, I'd be flying straight back over. Yeah, well, that, I think yeah, that is a right. plan. As soon as they play, they're flying back. Um, yeah. Regardless, because they've been given the exemption to fly back. Um, look, let's hope. Let's hope. There's no more COVID places and we can get on to normal footy next week. So we're all saying that, West Wayne, you said West Coast are going to win this week? I, I, I'm going to give them a crack this week. Yeah, definitely. All right, and me I too. Like me too. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am, uh, especially after last week. Um, but I reckon it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a big, big margin either way. I hope, buddy. No. I'm going further. I'm tipping a big win, mate. I reckon they're going to be so fired up because as a supporter, I was so disappointed with that weekend. So I expect them to be so disappointed and they need to come out firing off that effort. They just need to. Well, I'm going to be, uh, what's the word, optimist, whatever. Um, I'm going to be eight points (laughs) and hopefully uh, Franklin doesn't kick one. All right, boys, thanks for joining us. I know it's been on Zoom and it's a bit shorter this time, but hopefully next week we're in the studio together. Hopefully I've got transport. Hopefully my car's back. Um, so we'll get on to that and uh, hopefully COVID's eradicated. The Eagles have a win and we're back playing at Optus for the fans because I know fans have missed two games now, but let's just hope we don't put in another shocker like we did against the Bulldogs and hopefully we beat the um, – the Sydney Swans and uh, go from there, hey? Yeah, fingers crossed. Let's go for it. All right, yeah. thanks, for, thanks for joining us, guys, and uh, join us on um, any of the uh, social platforms and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and let us know where you listen to the show. All right, catch us next week. See you, boys. Be good. See Stay safe. Spin.